On the tee, the knackered golfist. Oh, get in there. Nice. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. I am too tired to do a proper episode with the studio mic and all that other stuff. I'm just wanting to end the week on a good note with a nice, fruitful trip to the range at Sacramento National. The ball quality was pretty good. It was better than what I experienced last week at Emerald Lakes down in Elk Grove. I drove all the way down to Elk Grove, and the balls down there were... They were pretty much rubbish. Um, it was only $16 for 150 balls. And that, I mean, I am willing to pay at least 20 bucks for a decent bucket of balls with all the dimples. Um, so uh, tonight, I came, or actually today into night, because it's, it's after daylight savings, or actually, no. No, we're not in daylight savings anymore. So it's dark right now. It's 5.50 in the evening. I'm driving home. I'm going to get into a uh, a cluster full of traffic coming home from Sacramento National. But uh, I got these uh, Founders Club Tour CBs Judge Irons that Jeff Sheets designed back in the early to mid-90s. And I finally took them to the range after having them serviced by Doug Otten at Otten's Golf in, in uh, Citrus Heights, California. Um... So he adjusted the loft and lie on them and to make them to my spec, and they're they're good. They're good clubs, but they're a bit longer than I thought they would be. They're they're longer than my uh, goosenecks, my SG53 goosenecks. They are, I think, at least an inch longer. And when that happens, this is a, a, a learning a learning thing uh, for you that's listening. If you're interested in getting into clubs, if you get a club that might have a, a, a plug in it with a uh, a cut-off end of a, of a plug in the back of a shaft, um, it's not going to be as stiff as it says on the label. And so what we have on these irons is the S300 Sensacore shafts, which I, I haven't had in a set of irons since I owned my uh, Mizuno MP14s back in early 2000s. And I never got those lofted and lied, but uh, those were pretty pure. I actually had a, a hole out on my four iron on, uh, <clears throat> I think it might have been the fourth hole at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club in San Jose. I played the mountain course one day. I used to work there, and I actually holed out from the fairway on this par four with my Mizuno MP14 with the Sensacore shaft. Um, and that was the only thing I remember about it. That was the clo- that was the course that I had my first eagle on. It was the eighth hole at Cinnabar Hills. I had an eagle on that hole, and uh, that was a memorable thing. So, but working there was working hit there was really hard. But um, at least I had some good golf while I was there, and uh, you know had some good at least golfing experiences out on the course. So. Anyway, um, so first set of Sensacore shafts since those irons, and I already, I already got to do, I already got to tinker with them. So these aren't going to be my predominant uh, clubs, but um, 
you know, I'm sticking with my Wilson Staff goosenecks because those are standard lengths uh, for my uh, longish uh, arms, and uh, those work. Those work really well, and uh, I'm not, I'm not ready to um, to use those. I'm, I'm just like I wanted those tour CBs because there's nothing. There's nothing that my putters that I traded them for were doing in the storage container in my in my uh, storage room. Um, they were just sitting in a in a storage container, gathering dust. And I've never been able to ping, putt with a ping putter, and I actually traded a few putters to get those. I think I traded like five ping, five ping putters to get this set of uh, clubs from Played Against Sports in Fair Oaks. They had been sitting on the rack for at least a month, if not a month and a half, and nobody knew what they were. Nobody picked them up. Uh, but these are classic uh, cavity back forged irons that Founders Club made back when Ford, back when Founders Club was making really good equipment back in the early to mid-90s. That was when Gary Adams, I believe, was a part of the organization. I think he left um, TaylorMade to do Founders Club. So anyway, um, they're good irons still, but if I ever regrip them, I'm, I'm probably going to look to see if they have a plug in them and take that out and actually grip them with the proper length. But if they were, if they were custom ordered with those uh, longer shafts, I'm going to have to make a decision on that, or I could just give them to Mr. Producer. So I might actually do that. So anyway, uh, there's a bit of traffic here in the greater Sacramento area on a Friday evening, so I'm just trying to keep my P's and Q's together and not do anything rash because it is dark more sooner than I like, but I'm used to. So anyway, so anyway, good outing, good outing at Sacramento National. I started out in the back of the range, paid 20 bucks for 150, do 150 balls, and the ball quality was a, a bit, it was considerably better than it was last week, and that was promising. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to have the opinion of Sacramento National like I've had in the past just because I've actually experienced a place that had worse balls than Sacramento National, and I thought it was a good place. It still is, but I just – I would much rather I'm, – I'm not going to spend – I mean, it's like you, you go to a golf range and you've got to wonder. It's like, it's like checking the weather. You know, what's the ball quality like? you got to do like a ball quality update weekly when you go to these places, and so you get to the back of the range, and then it starts it starts raining a little bit, and then they're like, well, all right, we got to close, so, you know, I, I asked them straight up, I said, hey, is it okay if I go to the, to the lighted section of the range? She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So I'm like, oh, wow. So I'm not going to be charged extra $4 just to go use those launch monitors that don't work, and so... I did that. I hit some good balls, and I got a swing thought in my head about Davis Love the third. The way he goes back really, really abruptly to parallel, and it's almost like a perpendicular kind of a takeaway. I was having those swing thoughts, and I was actually striking some really good shots in the air that had really good um, uh, trajectory in the air and uh, landing sort of softly and crisply on the uh, on the dirt that was out on the range. So that was good. Um, 
I had a good conversation with the assistant manager there that was telling me about people getting balls in the back of the range and then leaving the course with them and not coming back. And he he, he was he was sort of he was sort of telling me that there actually are people that actually go to the range and do that. I'm like, no, I don't do that. So, and then him and I started talking about the whole range monitor thing and how I, I told him that I that they don't work and. I when I first started doing it, I was getting yardages that were 20 yards, uh, you know, 20 less yards that I would hit. I mean, I hit a shot that was 150 yards, and it would tell me that it's 130 yards. Forgive me, it's been a long week. But, um, so he's like, "Oh, really? So, so that's interesting." So, you know, it's it's a it's a thing. You know, Hagen Oaks or Sacramento National, whatever you want to call it, it's. Uh, it's doing what it does, and it's trying to clamp down on the uh, folks that are smoking weed in there and, and also playing um, disrespectful music on their uh, portable speaker. So I, uh, I, it was good to have a conversation with them because I, I really, I really want to, um, I, wor- I really want to go to that place, and I really want to be able to practice the way I want, and um, it's, it's, it's. It can be a good place. They actually change their balls every three months now, and he doesn't know if the Golf Expo is coming back. And it would be nice to have the Golf Expo back because they had some really good Bridgestone balls back in the summer. And then they had the Strixon balls. that Well, the, the Strixon Marathon balls are what they have now. But he said something that was interesting. It's like the, with the used balls, with the when they're done using the balls, they actually sell them to other ranges. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my gosh, why are they selling them and not throwing them away? And I guess they get top dollar for the used balls that these other ranges uh, buy them buy them for. And it's really, it's like, I don't know, why would you just uh, get those balls and not buy brand new ones? But then you could still charge, you could still charge 20, 24 bucks for brand new balls, but then you'd have to keep going, I don't know, I don't know. I think twenty bucks is the uh, is the limit for me that I am willing to pay for a bucket of range balls. So anyway, I, I, all in all, it was a pretty good outing. It was it was a bit warmer than I'd like, but um, I had a long week at work. But um, it's good to hit some balls. But I'm going to yeah, I'm going to see what those uh, founders clubs look like um, if I ever take that apart. One thing is this pitching wedge that I got was. This um, so I the, the set that I got was a three through nine iron, and they didn't have a pitching wedge. So I picked up a pitching wedge out of the pitching wedge rack that they had. I played against fourths, and it happened to be this Mizuno NP9 pitching wedge. And I didn't know it at the time, but it had this R300 shaft in it. So I'm thinking that I'm probably going to change out the shaft with another shaft to make it more stiff for me. Uh, to be able to hit the ball the way I want, but this actually felt really good. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that I'm gonna go out and look for a set of MP9s. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that this pitching wedge, it seems, it, it seemed, you know, off this rack, it was a bit unmolested because the grooves on it were still with the paint fill, like they have this white line at the bottom, and then the other, the other groups grooves from top to bottom were painted black, and that tells me that they weren't even used properly, if at all, 
and these had been in this rack for I don't know how long. It was just a partial. It was like a limited partial set. They had like a a three iron, a, a, a five and a six iron, and then and then a pitching wedge. And so, you know, I had a set of MP29s years ago, and I had a set of MP14s. But this Mizuno MP9 is oh, is just gorgeous. And the uh, the the wedge itself, the pitching wedge itself, doesn't have any bumps or nicks in it. And it was really nice. It still has the original grip on it that I'm going to change out probably when I change the shaft. So um, I got to get, I got to take a courage pill and try to uh, to do the shaft with the uh, with the new shaft that I'm doing. And I hope it fits because I have a shaft in mind that I want to probably use. It's a uh, I don't know if I can find it, I'll probably try to do it. So anyway. Um, what else is going on? So that's about it. You know, I've been doing uh, racing stuff for the last couple of weeks. I am. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you what happened. I watched this Netflix Cup thing last night on Netflix, and I found it to be a bit. It, it wasn't interesting to me at all, and I found it to be a bit below what golf stands for and what it is. You're combining racing with golf, and I, I guess in Vegas you're trying to. They're trying to outdo everything. They're trying to make it all big and extremely expensive, but it's like, what's the point? There's no purity value in it. Um, the F1 race is turning into a disaster. And, I mean, I hope I hope for the best. I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully going to be able to watch the race on Saturday night on ABC Sports and not ESPN. I'm thankful that actually it's on ABC Sports and not ESPN. It'll be at 10 o'clock. Pacific time on ABC Sports, and it's going to be in between all the football games that are going to be happening um, Sunday, so it's going to be before the football game, so anyway, that's why they had it on Saturday night and not Sunday, because it was, it was football time. So anyway, um, so yeah, this it was like a, they were teaming up with, um, with guys from the Formula One teams like Pierre Gasly and Carlos Sainz and... That's about all. That's all I saw, really. All these F1 guys were playing golf with these tour players, like Tony Finau, Justin Thomas. Uh, I can't think of anyone else. But I, I watched like five minutes of it, and I had to turn it off. But it was the very first live sporting event that Netflix ever had on their channel, and it was at this Wynn Golf Resort outside of Vegas, like right underneath that sphere, and um, the course was immaculate. But just like the the them trying to make it a bit childish was uh, was a bit it was it wasn't really up to my appetite so I wasn't in the mood for it so I don't think I'm going to be watching that so um, I'm not really paying attention to golf on TV right now I'm actually I haven't gone to the putting green lately but um, I might go to the putting green soon and uh, work with that bullseye again so anyway. I'm just uh, thankful I was able to get out and hit some balls because we're get, we're going to have some rain this weekend and that sort of thing. So going to take a bit of a breather this week and next week is Thanksgiving. Hopefully, if if everybody's if everybody that listens to this podcast, hope you have a great Thanksgiving and uh, always be thankful for being able to play golf. And like Steve Kovic said, you know he's thankful to be able to play golf in November, um, and just like I am, you know he's. It's great to have that Ford Golf Club appreciation page on Facebook. They're starting to get more engagement with folks. It seems like Friday afternoon is the uh, the 
time, the time that most guys engage with folks on the page, and I think that's great. So, um, and I also ha- I also made friends with Al Guyberger on Facebook. Oh my God, Al Guyberger, the original Mister Fifty Nine. I'm going to ask him if he would be a member on the Forge Golf Club appreciation page, and maybe if he, I don't know if it'll get to the point where I ask him to be a, a guest on the podcast, but um, Al Guyberger. He is a legend. He he shot 59 in 1977 at this Danny Thomas Open. I think it was in Memphis, Tennessee. I think um, that was a precursor to the to the uh, the FedEx St. Jude Classic. So he shot 59 in that tournament, and I don't know what course it was at, but um, his business card is so cool because it says Mr. 59, and it says he's like he lives in Palm Springs or something. But it's really cool. Al Guyberger used to play on the senior tour, and he actually used top flight rocks when he was on the when he was on the senior tour. All right, folks, thanks for listening. This is the Knacker Golfist. Be thankful, be humble, and always be passionate. All right, thank you. Nice. This is the Knacker Golfist Radio Network. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.